prodigious stupidity. He is a wanderer, Lord, searching for a city which ceased to exist during blessed Armageddon. What city? Jerusalem, Lord. Abaddon chuckled and leaned back on his throne, all tension fading. That city was destroyed by a tidal wave three hundred years ago, by the great mother of all tidal waves. A thousand feet of surging ocean drowned that pestilential place, signaling the reign of the Master and the death of Jehovah. What does Shano hope to find in Jerusalem? We do not know, Lord. And why is he a threat? In every chart or seer dream, his line crosses yours. Karmically, you are bonded. It is so with the other two. In some way, Shano has touched, or will touch, the lives of two men who could harm you. We cannot identify them yet, but we will. Uh, for now, they appear as shadows behind the Jerusalem man. Shanna must die, and swiftly. Where is he now? He is at present some month's journey to the south, nearing Rivervale. We have a man there, Fletcher. I shall get word to him. Keep me informed, priest. As Akhnazar backed away from his monarch, Abaddon rose from the ebony throne and wandered to the high-arched window, gazing over New Babylon. On a plain to the south of the city, the Hellborn army was gathering for the raids of the Blood Feast. By winter, the new guns would be distributed, and the Hellborn would ready themselves for the Spring War. Ten thousand men under the banner of Abaddon, sweeping into the south and west, bringing the new world into the hands of the last survivor— of the fall. And they warned him of one madman. Abaddon raised his arms. Come to me, Jerusalem man. Chapter One The rider paused at the crest of a wooded hill and gazed down over the wide, rolling, empty lands beneath him. There was no sign of Jerusalem, no dark road glittering with diamonds. But then Jerusalem was always ahead, beckoning in the dreams of night, taunting him to find her on the black umbilical road. His disappointment was momentary, and he lifted his gaze to the far mountains, grey and spectral. Perhaps he would find a sign, or was the road covered now by the blown dust of centuries disguised by the long grass of history? He dismissed the doubt. If the city existed, John Shano would find it. Removing his wide-brimmed leather hat, he wiped the sweat from his face. It was nearing noon, and he dismounted. The steel-dust gelding stood motionless until he looped the reins over its head, then dipped its neck to crop at the long grass. The man delved into a saddlebag to pull clear his ancient Bible. He sat on the ground and idly opened the gold-edged pages. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. Shano felt sorry for Goliath, for the man had had no chance. A courageous giant ready to face any warrior, 
found himself opposite a child without sword or armour. Had he won, he would have been derided. Shano closed the Bible and carefully packed it away. Time to move, he told the gelding. He stepped into the saddle and swept up the reins. Slowly, they made their way down the hillside, the rider's eyes watchful of every boulder and tree, bush and shrub. They entered the cool of the valley and Shano drew back on the reins, turning his face to the north and breathing deeply. A rabbit leapt from the brush, startling the gelding. Shano saw the creature vanish into the undergrowth and then uncocked the long-barreled pistol, sliding it back into the scabbard at his hip. He could not recall drawing it clear. Such was the legacy of the years of peril. Fast hands, a sure eye, and a body that reacted independently of the conscious mind. Not always a good thing. Shanna would never forget the look of blank...